Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are welcome. Please check the three dots menu above or just at the bottom to adjust your viewing settings if it's not streaming for you properly. Everything for the videos concerning the Master's Voice End Times Prophecy blog channel, which is this YouTube channel you're currently watching, can be found in the description box just below next to the channel's name. So if you just touch that drop down tab, you can find everything about sewing into the ministry. You can find everything about each prophetic video that you're watching. Each video will have a short snippet to let you know what the video is about so you can be more knowledgeable when you share it with others. This channel has sister channels on, on Rumble, on BitChute, and on Brighton. So go ahead and show a little love to those channels. Share them with your friends who perhaps may no longer be using YouTube for personal reasons. You can also subscribe there. You can share those channels. There is also a Spanish channel that is called La Voz del Señor. I hope I'm saying it right. And that channel will be a blessing to you. All the all these prophecies, or at least as many of them as we can get up at this time, are being translated into Spanish and being loaded there. There is also a Spanish blog, and you can find all that information when you go to La Voz del Señor channel. And so today, I am continuing with the Supernatural series, which is the part of the Master's Voice, where I am looking at things that are above the natural experience of human beings. So these prophecies that I'm covering in the Supernatural series involve things that are outside our normal purview as human beings. However, they should not be outside our normal purview as Christians. Christians should understand that in following and serving a God who is not visible to us by our five senses, we interact with our God through his word, through prayer, and by faith. And through these things, the Lord in his grace and mercy reveals his personage to us. Jesus shows who he is to us because of our faith exercised. This is what brings the manifested presence of God through to us. Without faith, it is impossible to please our God. However, our God is not the only supernatural personage that exists, and God is at pains to let us know this from the word of God first. Prophecy will line up with the scriptures. So even as you watch these things, if you are a new subscriber or if you find this video by chance, even if you watch these things, and you hear things that you have never heard in the traditional church setting. The fact that you've never heard them doesn't mean that they're not true. The fact that you've never heard them doesn't mean that they don't exist. But here's the most important part. The fact that you've never heard them doesn't mean that if you stay ignorant of them, they won't happen. The Supernatural series is covering things that is, that is going to affect every country in the world. Every single nation is going to come under the judgment of God for sin that has been committed by the people in those nations. Some people will have devastating judgments, such as the United States of America. Some people will have medium to moderate judgments. And some countries, because they genuinely practice a group and total form 
of faith. We'll see great miracles of the Lord taking place to protect and save those people from the things that will happen. But for America, I can say to the United States of America, as I've been saying in this series, that God says, because this nation loves and exalts idols, not necessarily idols that look like various gods, but because we idolize people, we idolize human beings, we give them God status and the things we say about them pour out worship from the lips that we somehow refuse to offer God. And because this nation is soaked in the blood of minors and in the blood of innocents, and because the nation's temperature is so hot for things like Halloween and things like zombie night and things like zombie shows and things like that, the Lord has said to me matter of factly, and I will give him his full due. Celestial, by the things they love, they shall be destroyed. So as I go into the supernatural series and I continue dealing with things that God has revealed, all I'm saying is that nothing I'm saying is really new. It's just carefully stated in biblical verses that is talking, for instance, about a subset of people who will seek for death. Men will seek for death, the Bible says, and not find it. Now, when we think about that without the understanding that zombies are basically human beings who have become corrupted and destroyed and now now cannot die. Zombies cannot die. You cannot pray for a zombie to be saved. A zombie has crossed the line of no return. And all I can say to people who keep asking these weird questions is, should you try to interact with these creatures, you will be standing before God much faster than you and God intended. So today's word is Today's word is about darkness. Today, the Lord spoke to me very early and said, Celestial, you will make one video about the coming darkness. And I have to say, this is a theme that I was not really paying attention to as I was listing the Lord's uh, prophecies. He would mention it here and there, but because the Lord sometimes mentions up to five different topics in a single prophecy, I transcribed them and I would pay no attention to the fact that I keep writing about darkness, darkness, darkness. And so today he said that I will make just the one video about this darkness. And I went over the blog and I saw that I've covered some of the videos about darkness already. So one of them is called the silver mist, um, where I said that I saw that the earth became dark for a period of three days. For three days, we did not have real sun, real moon, or stars. I'll start there. For three days in the, in the dream that the Lord gave me that, I, that is titled The Silver Mist, there was no sun and no moon. I was standing on a plane watching the sky with a family member of mine. And as we watched, there was no sun and no moon and no stars for three days. There was this fake artificial lighting in the sky that was very foggy and there seemed to be light coming from one portion of the sky but i can't even say it was light in a circular shape like the sun is supposed to be it was just this fake day that we were getting that wasn't real sun and at night it was so pitch black this false lighting went away and it was it was terribly dark and so that is one one prophecy that I wrote about darkness and I did not really pay attention to the fact that it was three days and three nights in that dream. In another set of prophecies, I think this is called Isaiah 13, part one and part two, and I will just read it here. It's just one tiny portion. The Lord gave me all of Isaiah 13 to 
um, teach on camera and I did. I shared every word that he said about how judgment would come to America concerning it. But there is a part that he said would come to the whole world and I'll read it out now. Verse 10. Well, let me read verse 9 and 10, because you can't separate sin from these situations and occurrences and experiences that I'm speaking about. Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel, with both wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he will destroy its sinners from it. For the stars of heaven and their constellations will not give their light." The sun will be darkened in its going forth, and the moon will not cause its light to shine. I'll just read verse 11 as well. I will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will halt the arrogance of the proud, and I will lay low all the haughtiness of the terrible. And so when I was sharing in the Isaiah 13 videos, I did indeed come to this part where the Lord had said that the earth will lie in darkness for a period. The stars of heaven and all the constellations up there are not going to shine. So one of the things that perhaps we don't rely on so much now in modern in the modern world is using the stars and the constellations for travel. In the old days, when this was written, this was a very terrible, terrible time that the Lord was speaking of to the ancient peoples because almost every single thing that they did in their society was based on the movement of sun and star and moon and these things were very important to these people when they were on the seas because they didn't have sophisticated technology like sonar and radar and tracking and wi-fi and all those things and so for god to say that there would be no stars in the heavens and no constellation and no sun and no moon these people understood this rightly to be very terrible judgments of a God who is angry about, as he says, the world and its evil, the wickedness and the iniquity of people, the arrogance and the pride that is in the heart of people and how haughty people have become. There's this misconception that pride is something that you can easily see. Pride must be those people who are moving around with the designer brand names and showing off how thick their money clips are and things like that. But pride can be as simple and innocuous as not wanting to listen when somebody is telling you not to go to the hospital and take something that you don't need because it might kill you later in life or do harmful things to you. Pride is when your family member is trying to tell you something is coming, something that is outside your known perspective, your available knowledge, your family member, your friend, your coworker, or even a stranger who may be trying to share information with you, such as myself, is telling you that there are times coming that will stretch the believability and the ability of most people. Pride can be a simple as saying, I don't want to listen to this because I don't think it's true. It doesn't sound true. She doesn't look credible. I'm not buying this. That's pride. 
Pride is basically when the glass is too full for you to pour anything else in. And so basically with that empty glass, when the smashing of glass and the cracking of glass times come, it will be much too late to start scrambling for the information that proud and arrogant people need to save their lives. And so in Isaiah 13, the Lord is saying that we will not have stars nor constellations nor the sun and the moon. And in the book of Revelation, um, it talks about one of the things that will affect the sun, such as the sun will go dark. So this could either be the sun not being fully on anymore. A portion of it will become dim, meaning that the light the sun makes will be of a lesser quality. Just think of, if possible, a light bulb that was able to, you know those dimmer light bulbs? If you don't put it on at full strength, it will give a much dimmer type of light. So that may be what happens to the sun in the final days, not re regarding darkness. Or it might be that when it says the sun will probably have a third or only two thirds of its light, that could actually mean that the sun will only be up for a third or two thirds of its normal time period. So instead of giving us a 12 hour day as it's supposed to, and then we get the rest of the time being dark, the sun may give a third of that or two thirds of that, which means that the earth will start to spend longer periods in darkness. Now, if you add to this prophecies that have already spoken about how lawless the earth will become, how savage, heartless, cold, selfish, and murdering people will be, how does it sound to know that the sun will be going down at 2 or 1 p.m. or 3 p.m. and then there's this long stretch before you get the next morning? And so two prophecies I will look out here where the Lord did speak very clearly about darkness and I did not notice it at the time. Both of them I received in September, 2020. This first one is called hear the Lord and be saved. And I'm not covering the entire prophecy because the majority of it is teaching. I am just coming to the part where the Lord highlighted to me that darkness is mentioned. Just a moment. This is the declaration of the Lord. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, but there shall be no sign given unto it except the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. Matthew 16 and verse 4. No sign will be given to this adulterous generation except the sign of the prophet Jonah. As Jonah was three days in the belly of the whale in total darkness, so shall this entire earth be dark at a future period in, in at a future period, whether this is near or far, I do not know, but the earth and everything attached to it shall sit in total pitch blackness. That is more dark than when you switch off the lights and throw a heavy blanket over a person's head. In that time, the darkness will be the kind that can be seen, heard, and felt. Fallen creatures will manifest on this planet and they will attempt to take many to perdition and utter destruction. Perdition is following a path of continual sin, which eventually results in your destruction. So when you hear someone is a son or a daughter of perdition, this means that this person is participating and carrying on in sin that will surely lead to their destruction. Why? Because they are dis displaying absolutely no interest in turning from that path and saving or reserving their soul from fire.
So the Lord says they shall be successful. They shall be successful, says the Lord, because you don't love the truth, because you don't love my measuring rod alone, nor do you allow it to be sufficient for you. But you like to play these occultic games of looking for confirmation instead of realizing that your walk is weak and that the Lord cannot simply tell you something and you believe it on the spot like Moses and Abraham. Such men would hear from God and even if they next heard from him 15 years later, the Lord would still find them believing as if he had spoken to them five minutes ago. But my church, the Lord said, loves signs and wonders. Therefore, the Antichrist will fulfill their hunger for magic tricks like you would not believe. They will follow him as easily as a child follows a stranger who has the kind of candy that they like. And so I often share on the master's voice about the need for discernment. Discernment goes deeper than how you claim that you have discernment. You can claim that you have discernment all you want, but the fact is until the discernment is tested by two things that are so alike that it will take the special voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to a person to tell them, this one is from me and this one is a demonic manifestation. That is the only way to know that discernment is true. So to those who follow signs and like to play games and say, I'm waiting for God to confirm this to me before I believe it, the Lord says that in the last days, the fallen angels and also all the false prophets and the false pastors will receive diabolical last days power to astound and amaze. I just spoke of this yesterday saying that the Lord has revealed that in the end times, the type of power that the pastors and the false prophets will be working with, will be able to perform signs that human beings will not believe possible. They will astound and amaze. And in fact, church will be less about Jesus and more like a David Copperfield show and people will flock to those places because they think, oh my goodness, the power of God is here, but it will be an unclean and diabolical power. And here's the scary part. When Satan is doing miracles simply to what the power of Jesus Christ can do, it comes coiled almost as if there is a huge python all around it with the power of seduction. Now we are grown-ups on this channel more or less, and therefore we understand what seduction is by definition. It is a compelling force. People who are sitting in these churches when this type of high-level witchcraft is going on will feel as if they are nailed to their seats. So even as they are watching, and even if the Holy Spirit may start to tingle and tell them, I don't think that you should be here, Samantha, they will find that their limbs are almost powerless to go through the actions of getting up and taking their handbag or their backpack and walking out the door. Because when the serpent of seduction coils around a person, that person will understand that the Bible doesn't joke about the language it uses. The Bible says that when the devil deceived Eve, the word that it uses is the word beguiled. 
To beguile someone is to literally draw them in through a combination of factors where they have this puppy dog heart-eyed stare. It is where you completely take over the independent thinking process, the faculties of reasoning and logic, the heart, and you somehow even manage to switch off the spiritual discernment that could keep or might keep that person safe. Eve was in the presence of something that she did not have a chance against. And her husband was standing right there with her and was silent and said nothing. The Bible says that the serpent beguiled Eve. And this is why when the Lord heard the story, he didn't start with Eve or Adam. He started with that supernatural being. That's the first person who got cursed and punished. That's why the Bible says that hell is reserved first for who? Sinful people? No. Hell was created and is reserved for the devil and his angels. There is a reason that the Bible names who God created the lake of fire for. God never intended for us, his beloved creation, to go into that. But all who live like the devil and his angels will end up sharing in their punishment. And this is why people, sinners, will actually end up in that place. It wasn't made for us. And so the power, the signs and wonders, let me read what he says. False prophets and pastors will receive diabolical last days powers that will astound and amaze. They will perform signs and wonders in your sight that you never believed possible since the day that you were born. They will deceive many and more than half the church will go with them and their false god to their own painful destruction. To those who think that a magic trick is how I reveal myself to you, when instead I told you, blessed are those who believe without seeing, then you shall indeed be destroyed by your own zeal for scripture magic. I will leave you to be afflicted and in some cases totally destroyed by your lusts. So that is the first prophecy where the Lord is saying that the earth will lie in darkness for a time period. The sign will be the sign of Jonah, which is the Lord said is the only sign that he will give a wicked and adulterous generation. And the sign of Jonah is basically that Jonah spent three days in the belly of the whale. And so this earth shall be dark, the Lord says, at a time period in the future. That is the first prophecy, hear the Lord and be saved from September 19, 2020. The second message is part two of the prophetic word, where the Lord immediately continued the same theme. This prophecy is called Hearing the Voice of God, part two. Just a moment, please. This is part two of the same prophetic word. It is called Listen, Even in Darkness, September 19, 2020. For three days, this earth shall be dark as soot and pitch. It will be starless and very cold. 
It will look and feel like outer space where there is no warmth and my presence shall not noticeably be there. Only with my true children will my presence be visible to light their way, to bless their homes, to keep them safe and protected from the grasping tendrils of the evil one. The earth will be greatly exposed and vulnerable to terrors during this time. This is my command to you. Sit in your places and do not go out from them, or you will be utterly destroyed by the beasts roaming the territory at that time. Stay in your places and repent and cleanse your sins with my blood. Do not go outside to do anything, but sit until the sign of Jonah passes. After three days, he was brought forth from the whale into the daylight again. So shall you be, and I will keep you as you go through this. Amen. And so this is one of the prophecies where the Lord gives it as three days in some of the other places that the Lord has spoken to me about darkness. He has just said for a time period. And I explained earlier in the video that if we are looking at the sun losing its ability and fullness to give light and things like that, then we might look at a coming dimness before it goes dark, or it just might go dark because no one is able to tell and predict when the Lord will do these things. And so he says, that it will be very cold, it will be sunless, it will be starless, and his presence won't be noticeably there. He says that with his true children, his presence will be visible. And this brings to mind this word that you can find in Isaiah chapter 60 that says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the people." but the Lord will arise over you. And this brings to mind what I often say on this channel is that when we're reading the scripture, we have been taught it a certain way and we tend to read it at surface value. But if you hear the Lord says, the darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people. For a long time in the body of Christ, this verse has been taught as only of spiritual application. And it's true, we are in a time of great darkness. There have never been more people ignorant about who God really is and about the truth of the word of God than at this time period. We are now in the time period where apostasy is having one of its greatest renaissances. So not only are people who do not know God free and happy in an atheist lifestyle, but for the first time, I think, in modern history, at least modern documented history, we have people who are practicing things that the Bible outright calls sin, identifying as Christians. That's right. We're in the great time period of human history where you can identify as anything as long as you open your mouth and say that that is what you are. So if you want to say that you are a mushroom or a tree, as long as you say that and you give your mushroom pronouns, everybody has to agree because it's your right to self-realization, self-actualization, and no one has the right to simply tell you that you are deluded and that you need a strong dose of love, acceptance, and a crash course in reality. 
So now people are practicing paganism, but then saying that I'm a Christian pagan and I am on my channel to teach you everything about what Christian paganism is. And we have a rise of a huge community called Christian witches and Christian wiccas, where people are telling you that they are practicing what God says is a rebellion so great that you should suffer not witches to live. Back in the days of Salem, people actually took that verse literally and were burning people on crosses and poles. But now we have reached the age of apostasy being so widespread that not only is it God doesn't exist, the atheists now have a healthy community and a body of friends that include people who are practicing things that God hates and calls abominations in his word, and yet they're claiming that they're Christians, that they actually know Jesus Christ, the Son, Yah, the Heavenly Father, and the Holy Spirit, who is our guider, our guide, and our, and our confidant, our counselor. So people are mixing the profane with the clean and then saying, but this is also of God. I'm a Christian psychic and I'm a Christian this and I'm a Christian that. And it has reached the point where the Lord says for all this type of practice, he is going to judge. And so because the word has been taught one dimensionally, when the average Christian looks upon this, they will say, no, 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 celestial, you're wrong. You're wrong. It actually is just talking about the deep spiritual darkness. All these people that you just listed, that's what it means. They're in deep darkness, except that the Bible says what it says. And the person who is at risk of being shocked in the end times is the one who misunderstands that the Bible is a very blunt book. And if we risk reading it one dimensionally, then when it begins to show us its multiple dimensions, God and the angels will not be shocked. It will be us who thought A actually meant B. When A meant A and B was a whole different kettle of fish, we will be the ones who are shocked and ill-prepared. When it says darkness will cover the earth, it means exactly that. The earth will go dark. There are prophecies on the master's voice, but the Lord told me to leave those aside. Those will get their own videos that are talking about the fact that all the plagues of Israel will be again. The 10 plagues, the Lord says, that were seen in the earth performed by Moses and Aaron as a very emphatic judgment and a wake up call from God to an extremely proud and haughty Pharaoh, think of Isaiah 13, where God says, I will punish the arrogance and pride of humanity. Some of that arrogance and pride, I've spoken out in many videos about people saying that they will blend themselves with this and that. We will live forever. We will exchange our body when this gets old and get a new one. All these things stem from the simple origin sin of pride. And so the darkness will come. The Lord says that he will be with his people, but his presence will not be noticeable in much of the world. And only his true children will see him, have him to light their way and to bless them and to keep them safe. But if those true children are to go outside the parameters of what God says, which is to sit in your places, I think this is Isaiah chapter 26, where it says, 
Go, my people, and enter into your rooms. It's either Isaiah 20 and 26 or 26, 20, where it says, come now, my people, and enter into your rooms. Hide yourself until the indignation is passed. Indignation in normal English simply means when someone is very upset in a sharp way. But when the Bible talks about indignation, it's actually talking about God pouring out devastating punishments and wraths. So when God, when it says indignation in the Bible, it's talking about the way God ripped Egypt to pieces and left them decimated, destroyed their economy, then destroyed all their buildings. And because their president was so arrogant, he actually destroyed a huge chunk of their population and killed almost everyone in the army by drowning them in the Red Sea. Israel crossed the Red Sea and was free on the other side. But one thing the Bible doesn't tell you, which you should know if you actually study and think about things a little, is that God left Egypt in pieces. If you read what the plagues did to that country, it took them decades to rebuild themselves back into a shadow of what they once were. So I pray that those who listen to these videos will hear. Please leave a like. Please um, share your comments respectfully below because understand that this is a public place. It is not a place to just vent and go off. Other people are reading and watching. So let's try and have some form of decorum among ourselves. Please, this is Celestial with the Master's Voice. Thank you for being here. Give a thumbs up, share the video. Send it to somebody who you think might need a wake-up call or just would generally want to know about things like this. And until I see you again, God bless you and keep you. Thank you to those who support the channel. Thank you to those who share the videos. Thank you to those who are giving them to other people and publicizing them in any way that you can. May the Lord bless you for taking his standard as far and as wide as we possibly can. And until I see you again, God bless you and goodbye.